0: But I don't know who else is, like, nominated.
1: Brian Cranston for Wumbo? What? No,
0: no, Trumbo. 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 You
1: gotta change the M to W for Wumbo, no? SpongeBob (laughs) SquarePants? There is
2: no, it's not even an M, it's a T.
1: Never mind.
0: Movies, TV, Blu-rays. Blu-ray. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, KCP, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco.
2: And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio.
0: Welcome to Cena a Nerd, we're back, and it's 2016. Uh, I'm your host, Pacing Pete, uh, alongside always is Mr. I'm Salzy. Oh, that's me. Hey, hello. <laughs> How you doing, Matt?
1: I'm good. Happy 2016, everyone and Pete, and everyone that you're going to introduce now.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that, Matt. Uh, and uh, Miss Sarah Belmont. What's up, Sarah? Nothing. I'm just chilling.
2: Well, that's, <laughs> I'm... <laughs>
0: Did you have to go far to watch The Force Awakens? Because I know you're all the way up there in Alaska.
2: I had to get on a plane to go watch Star Wars. <laughs> that well, was an adventure, but it's all good. That's true. I true seriously, get it, though. It's a <laughs> true story. No, it was just its random story. Never mind. Continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you might have to tell us a little bit about it later, So, yeah. especially when we get into our Force Awakens talk. Uh, and we have uh, a guest. She is a first time guest on Cena Nerd. Uh, she comes from us from uh, well. She's an entertainment journalist and host for uh, Birth, Movies, Death magazine and MoviePilot.com. dot uh, com. Welcome, Katrina Dennis. Welcome, Katrina.
1: Hello.
3: Nice to be meet meet you people and and be here. Sorry, I butch- I butchered that really bad. <laughs> That's <Hi. it>? okay. <laughs> oh, I've don't... done way worse. Okay, you're fine. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah! Don't worry about it's
3: it. A, a, a <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, thank you for joining us for tonight. Um, you know, uh, when I was getting the Star Wars talk together, you were the first person that came to my mind because I know you're a much of a huge oh. Star Wars fan you are. Um, just following thank you on you. Twitter. Just, I, you're just a hardcore uh, <laughs> a fan. You appreciate it, and um, and I really wanted to get your input when we did talk about the Force Awakens. So,
3: well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: That's awesome. Um, all right, so we're going to get kick things off like we normally do uh, with Matt's redactions. Matt, do you have anything to redact from either last year's last episode or the holiday episode?
1: Uh, nothing from the holiday episode. You guys were super entertaining. I, I watched a jingle all the way <laughs> because of that, and I rediscovered how awesome it is. But I also would like to redact um, – Every time that I spoke in the last episode, (laughs) uh, especially when I was uh, super selling it that you were not in the house, Pete, and then you ended up (laughs) being on the podcast by accident because-
2: it was so funny. Uh,
1: Sarah, the next day, was like, hey, I can hear you and Pete talking, you liar. Your (laughs) pants is on fire. And I'm like, oh boy, I better get some water for my pants. The
2: weird- the weird thing is, when we were recording, I could not hear Pete at all. It was only when I was re-listening that
0: I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> what is going on? Well, I had, I, had, I had, um, well, I was at Matt's house, and I was like, I heard him recording, and I was like, hmm, let me sneak in here and see what they're doing. But, you know, I can't hear anything, because Matt's got his headphones on, so it was pointless. But people ended up hearing me, which was kind of funny, so. um, <laughs> We ended up sound, sound, sounding like the silly ones, Matt, so.
1: Oh, uh, we're we're always silly. But uh, from here on events forth, uh, those mishaps, especially <clears throat> the last episode, minus Everett and Sarah has been redacted. Awesome. Hooray. Awesome. Off to a good start. 2016. There we go. Uh, I
2: kind of feel like you just redacted me and Everett from that show because you're like minus Sarah and Everett.
1: No, uh, everything saying. is redacted Never mind. minus Sarah and Everett. Okay. <laughs> OK, does that make sense?
0: OK, now that I, it got- does. You just have to to you. Now that we got that in order, <laughs> let's get into the new movies that are out this week. Uh, <clears throat> first up is uh, The Revenant. Uh, that's at eighty-one percent on the tomato meter, and I actually got a chance to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. a- anyone else get a chance to watch it? Uh, Katrina, did you have you seen it yet? I was
3: not lucky enough to see it just yet, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really really good. Um, I saw it this morning. Um, I. You know, I tweeted out if this doesn't win Leonardo DiCaprio an Oscar, I don't know what will because this is probably my favorite DiCaprio performance. Um, Just uh, it's so so well done. Uh, He does such an amazing job. Uh, On top of that, you know, it's just shot so well. Um, I can. Does anyone know how to pronounce the director's name? Because I'm terrible at it. Oh no. No. (laughs) Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, He directed. <laughs> he directed. Uh, what's that?
3: Baba Joe, the the new alien.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he he the uh, director for the Revenant directed Birdman, and one of the things I loved about that movie was uh, the fact that when the way he shot it, you know, it was like just one long. I felt it like one long shot, uh, and mm. he does a lot of that in the Revenant as well, and a lot of up and uh, up close and personal shots. Uh, things that make you really feel like you're in the movie and I I felt like they were effective I felt every time he did it it was executed just to perfection and like I said the movie was just beautiful Uh, I loved every bit of it I definitely recommend going to go watch it uh, as soon as you can Um, because it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something you don't want to miss, especially at the movie theater. So, um, definitely go check it out. Uh, so that's my little mini review of The Revenant. Um, next up, we got The Forest coming in at 14% on the tomato Um, Blu-ray is out this week. There's quite a few. We got Sleeping With People, The Green Inferno, Infinitely Polar Bear, The Walk, Sicario, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, and The Visit. So, uh, if you're, if you... For some reason, don't want to go to the movie theater? There's a ton of Blu-rays out to uh, Netflix or Redbox, so go check those out. Um, you yeah, right. should
1: watch Sicario. Sorry, just wanted to plug that. It's really good.
0: Did you see that movie?
1: Mm-hmm. I did, I yeah. Love,
3: oh. I loved that movie. I thought it was really well done. Awesome. Okay.
2: Um,
1: I didn't That's... think... Uh, oh, shoot. Who's the main actress? I forgot her name. I'm really blanking on her right now.
3: Emily Blunt.
1: Yes. Uh, man, I was not expecting that type of performance from her. Like, very, very... Uh, very dramatic. She was kind
3: of full of surprises last year though. Like I, yeah. I really love watching her uh ah.
0: her career move along. Yeah, she's really good. Um I I love her in any everything she does, so I definitely want to check out Sicario. I know I got a ton of good reviews. Um mm-hmm. and I know it's it's I don't I know because there's so much the Oscar races or just the awards race in general is happening right now. So um I'm sure oh, yeah. we should hear something about Sicario. As well, uh, when nominations come around for the Oscars. <clears throat> um, all right, so we're going to get in some quick news and rumors. Casey isn't here today, so I'm just going to talk about a few things. Uh, first up is the Daredevil release date. And mm-hmm. I I kind of want to redact something. I got a little crazy on Twitter when I heard about this, and I didn't do my full research. I'll just put that there right now. Um, people had said that it it, it it was being released the same weekend as Batman v Superman, and I kind of went on a little rant. That I didn't. I didn't like that that was happening. Turns out that it's actually being released the week before Batman v Superman. So, no harm, no foul. Um, I, I'm excited about the Daredevil uh, season two release. Um, I actually just watched uh, the last episode again, and I was mm-hmm. you know really paying attention to the the fight scene between Fisk and and Daredevil, and it was just so well done. And you know the. I put it above a lot of the even the MCU fights. It's just it, it went for a long time. It it you know, the choreograph was nice. It it just felt like a really good fight scene between those two. Um, Katrina, are you really looking forward to Daredevil? Uh, what are your thoughts on season two? Uh,
3: touching on that fight scene really quick, I loved that one because it reminded me of um everyone says everything is gritty now, but back in, in when eighties action movies were coming out those were what grit was to me, where the hero had to really get beaten down, and there was dialogue during the fight, and it was a process that was like horrifying to watch in a way. Um, I feel like that's that's how I that, – that memory popped up when I was watching that fight. So I, I loved that. So <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm excited to see um, Claire come back because she's my favorite interconnecting character um, to the whole series. Uh, And I want to see how Daredevil also connects back to Jessica Jones, if it does at all, with this new season. But I am also looking forward to more fight choreography. Uh, I grew up on old kung fu and action movies, so Daredevil has really rekindled a fire uh, for fight cinematography that I haven't had in a while.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts?
1: yeah i'm mostly excited about like um the different episodes and how they're directed and depending on if it's more um like a dramatic episode or more of like a fight heavy episode kind of what katrina was saying mostly excited for the action scenes to come back um one of my favorite uh action scenes from that was that big hallway scene that everyone talks about with the hidden cuts and stuff like that so um i'm looking forward to maybe not having every episode have that but have something like a big like action set piece um maybe on the maybe in the first episode or the second episode to kind of kick off the season right but um uh beyond that mostly um just where the characters are at um i didn't really do too much research on the second season so i don't know how far ahead it is in compared to where last season left off but uh, I'm mostly just looking forward to kind of going in surprised, not reading too much about it.
0: Nice, nice. I know you're one for waiting to see, uh, waiting just for the movie or TV show to come out. So um, I, I envy you in that regard because I'm a sucker for spoilers. So um, yeah, I don't
1: like to prime too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Uh. Sarah, what do you, uh, what do you think of uh, the Punisher joining uh, the world of Daredevil?
2: Oh, you know, I thought I was gonna get the same question. And my first my answer would have been John Bernthal. So (laughs) I I just really want to see him having being such a huge Walking Dead fan. And Shane, I'm just like, yay, so excited. And that and plus, this season i get to cover it with my buddy everett on the netflix crew so it's whoa bad.
1: okay a little plug nice. in the middle
2: of the
0: show what? well played
2: i'm excited matt
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just in case uh just in case any, any any new listeners or anybody hasn't heard yet uh sarah does do a uh Little podcast for uh, Jessica Jones, Netflix crew. A
2: little that's... podcast.
0: Sorry, A I didn't little one. Fired. Didn't mean for it to come out that way, but it did. I apologize.
2: Yes, we we go very in depth on that show. I mean, it's all about the glass. And listeners who listen to that show will know what I'm talking about when I say that. So that's all I'm going say. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. So if you want to check that out, go over to uh, thegww.com and under podcast, check it out. Um, all right, so moving on, uh I, I came across this piece of news, something that came out this morning. There were some shots uh, uh photo mm-hmm. photography shots of um Emily Vett Rickards uh in a wheelchair. Uh I can't talk tonight. Um as I say English is hard. Um there's shots of her in a wheelchair for the news uh the second half season of uh of Arrow. And a, there's a lot of talk that she could possibly Play like an Oracle type of role, um, Katrina. Are you familiar with Oracle? And and if and if so, how do you feel about them kind of possibly blending together? Neil, this is just rumor and speculation right now, but what are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, I I'm interested in it actually developing because I mean, with the DC TV universe so far, there have been characters who have transitions transitioned into roles that belong to other characters. White Canary is a A big example of that. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if that was a concept that got introduced. And um, I I don't know. I mean, like, I I'm not as invested in Arrow as I am in The Flash. Uh, So it's it's not something I've been considering too much, but it is something that I think would be cool. But I hope Felicity never gets hurt because I love her and she's (laughs) precious.
0: Oh, see, you and Sarah are gonna be a BFFs right now because Sarah loves Felicity. So, why are you um, putting
2: words in my mouth? Why? I'm not. Why? I'm not
0: putting words in your mouth. You, you know, <laughs> is it it's not it's true? Sarah? It's
2: the <laughs> truth. Maybe just a little. Mostly, yes, it is.
0: Okay, whatever. What? No, but uh, <clears throat> what, what do you think though? What do you, there's you know there's a lot of people that are are kind of mad that that they're still continuing to pull kind of from the Batman universe with uh, in regards to Oracle. In that sense, what do, what do you think of that, Sarah?
2: Oh, that's that's more aligned with people, well, not not people, but those who have read the books and are more invested in seeing that brought to life than a viewer like myself who just knows the show for what the show is. And so I only have that perspective to go on. Mm-hmm. I have a range of complicated emotions about this because of my affection for not only Elicity but my obsession with Olicity in that relationship and my my own personal investment in their relationship okay they gotta consider me too. <laughs> that's all i'm saying but they they've been there's been speculation that they're gonna do this arc since season three when her origin episode was titled originally oracle and then they decided to remove it. And I could have sworn that one of the reasons why that title got changed was because, um, the, the, in the cinematic universe, the producers and people at Warner Brothers have already said that they are, have other plans for that character. And since then, there's been a lot of speculation about Jenna Malone appearing in Batman v Superman as Barbara G- Gordon. Mm-hmm. And, They've also been the ones to say that there's not a connective universe between the TV and the cinematic one. So I'm not sure. That being said, she's in a wheelchair. It does not necessarily mean that she'll be Oracle. They, they've they played a lot of homages to different arcs in the book. So I'm not going to be surprised if that's what they're doing here. But mm-hmm. I, I hope it's not a permanent paralysis and more of a temporary one. And the more permanent repercussion from that incident is, hey, I'm going to say it that she can't have kids. Mm, and because that, to me, is much more dynamic to their relationship, especially since they've introduced Oliver's Oliver's kid. And he's withholding mm. that information. And then her father's coming back to town. So I can see them doing, there being a lot more dynamic changes if they use that rather than trying to make Felicity, who's always been like this really fascinating original character almost. I mean, I know she plays small parts in the books, but not prominent in the Arrow run. So she's always had this sense of originality. So now if they're trying to force her to fit into this mold of this comic book character, I don't know if I'm cool with that but we'll see how it
0: unfolds so so bottom line you've thought about it a lot you
2: have no idea
0: <laughs> i like bro
2: everett and i'm like a b c d e <laughs> like with all my points <laughs> I'm, I'm very it's very complicated okay i'm still processing pete don't rush me it's a process
0: it is a process
2: yeah.
0: um matt do you care to follow that
1: um just I don't want to think about Felicity in a wheelchair. It makes me too sad. <laughs> Although I'm laughing, so I don't cry <laughs> on an audio podcast. Um I I'm I'm also just a per- I don't really follow a lot of the books. I'm just a person who uh came into the show. I was like, Oh, cool, CW show about Green Arrow. Oh, it's not Green Arrow. So I don't really know any kind of backstories. I don't know who Oracle is. I don't know her implications um my nerd cred is on the table i guess for all you (laughs) listeners but i don't really know and i don't really care um what the books say i mean i don't i care a little i'm interested but i i don't but like you said feel like it's there's a distinction between the movie universe and what's happening on tv and if it's true that they asked them not To do anything with Oracle, I'm a little upset, not upset, but I'm like kind of disappointed that they can't just let the TV show be itself, you know, like, why do they have to reach in and things like that. But I mean, it's, it's their assets, I guess. So they can do what they want with it. But yeah, can we just not talk about Felicity <laughs> in the chair anymore?
0: My emotions. All right, we'll move on. Um, all right, so uh, no TV talk this week, uh, but I will say that I did enjoy Supergirl. So, okay, moving on. Um, we're gonna I want to talk...
1: watch it. I
0: just – stuff. <laughs> okay, okay, yes, yes. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to movie talk this week. It's a special episode. We're going to talk about The Force Awakens. It's been almost a month since it's been released – I think it's okay for us to talk about spoilers. I think it's okay to get in depth with theories and and really try to tackle what we watched and and let's just let's just kick things off here. Um, Katrina, let me just start off with you. Uh, mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on the Force Awakens? Just give me, give me kind of a general idea of of what you thought. Uh, the Force Awakens. How it was compared to maybe even the prequels and the the original trilogy.
3: Uh, well, my opinion of the prequels is that uh, they were a great story overall that was poorly executed. So it's not that hard to be better than that. You just have to be a well executed good story. Um, the Force Awakens took me a little a little bit of like a a couple of viewings that I was delighted to go to and pay for, by the way. Um, uh, but it took me a couple of viewings to just really deep dive into it because I think for a lot of Star Wars fans who like came out of their first viewing unsatisfying, uh, I think it's because we, we, with our first shot at it, we didn't see everything. We didn't see the underlying emotion. We didn't have time to process certain things, especially after that massive moment. Um, you know, a lot of things got distracting and a lot of things happened. So uh, I think with my third, fourth, and fifth viewings, I've become uh, much more enamored with it. And I really loved it. Like, they they promised me they'd give me a Star Wars movie and I got a Star Wars movie. And that is all I've ever wanted uh, since the last batch of
0: them came out. So
3: I am pleased.
0: <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Um Sarah?
2: How did I feel about it? Yeah. Sorry, I missed the question. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So I... I I want to preface this by full disclosure. Star Wars has never been my thing. It's, I've always appreciated the films, but I've never had a dire love for them, and I can't really explain why that is. That being said, I went into this film really excited because I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll understand. And I watched the film, and it was fine film, <laughs> just it didn't do anything to me i i think i was a bit underwhelmed because i might have built up my own expectations about finally being a part of the star wars force that is that exists around here but it's a good film i just i wanted and and or expected more i guess
0: okay mm. that's fair um all right uh matt
1: I uh okay okay I'll also preface this by saying <laughs> we we have to all kind of establish how invested we were going into this right. movie. Um, I like to say I'm a casual Star Wars fan. Yes, I'm drinking out of a BV8 cup, but that's because it was a gift. <laughs> yes, I have my Yoda cup in front of me as well, but Pete gave that to me as a gift. Um, in fact, I think everything I own that is Star Wars was a gift, just because people assume I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> um, and I am. Um. I watched the original trilogy as a kid, loved it, watched the prequels, watched it, uh, loved it, because I was a kid. Looking back, it wasn't great. Like I I like how you worded it, Katrina. You said it was a great story that wasn't executed well. Um mm-hmm. I'm I'm like a I am i am like I wanna say I'm a prequel apologist, but uh, I, mm-hmm. I do like a lot of like things that happen to prequels. The the prequels established a bigger universe than just Luke Skywalker's family. <laughs> uh although it also dealt with mostly his family but uh uh w- what i enjoyed about um well, my biggest takeaway with um as i like to say star wars empire was hope uh which is star wars force awakens uh <laughs> what i liked about it the most i'm getting to a point i'm sorry pete uh is that it refocused <laughs> on weight of what made star wars a phenomenon um it's uh Bite, not bite-sized but like easy like story to follow really well done visuals uh, it was a uh, f- uh, fast pace um, it was just enough drama to be invested in characters that you want to root for um, and overall it's a movie about people going around the galaxy fighting bad people and I think that was really cool that um, and really smart that JJ Abrams was brought on to do the first movie of this new trilogy because I think it really, like um, kind of brought the whole Star Wars fanverse together and said, "Look, this is kind of what we want. Can we all agree on that? That we can agree on fun characters and laughing in movies and not seeing people's hands getting cut off all the time." Um, so I really enjoyed the movie that, in uh, the in the fact that it, I felt really happy during the whole thing. Like it, it was in, very enjoyable and easy to follow. Yes. Left side. Thank you, Pete. I will defer <laughs> the rest of my time to the bench.
0: Um. All right. Well, I'm just gonna say I loved it. I thought it was great. Um. I, it really did feel like a Star Wars movie. Uh. And just to echo what Matt and Katrina said, yeah, I, I, I agree about the the prequels. That was you guys nailed it with with how you uh, or Katrina how you said a uh, good story just not executed well. And 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 I just I love. What they did it just a lot of things felt like a huge homage to uh a new hope, and a lot of people said you know there's so much in there from other movies that said well i I get that but to me, I saw so much so much tribute paid to a new hope um and i and I thought what was so good about the force awakens was the fact that they did pay respect to the original trilogy and other films, but also opened up the universe even more and introduced new characters and and just just new parts of this universe that we love so much, and and I just I loved every bit of it. Um, let's let's get into some spoilers now. Uh, let's just let's just get into this here. Um, who else was sad? And I I think uh, probably all of us when Han Solo died. Um, I for me I kind of saw this kind of coming the whole time, especially when. Uh, Han was meeting uh, saw Leia and they kind of had the conversation about about Ben. Well, you know Kylo Ren, but you know they had the conversation about their son and just you could see the look of uncomfortable of how uncomfortable Han was talking about it and it just it just felt like it was coming. Like even when they're on that little bri- on that bridge and I just I saw it coming and I was like in denial. I'm sitting there kind of like my hands over my eyes. <laughs> like, like I know it's gonna happen but I'm gonna like really hope that something happens at the last second like please somebody come in and save Han like just, just don't and then it happened and I was like oh no I know
3: and it's just it was... like watching it over and over and over again <laughs> does not make it easier because you notice little things when you start watching it too much because like you notice how Chewie will not shoot Kylo until after Kylo's killed Han Chewie had that shot chewie could have killed him yeah and chewie couldn't kill han solo's son and i'm just like
0: oh my heart yeah it just pulls pulls at the strings just yeah oh man but i (laughs) you know that was but for me like throughout the whole movie up until that scene it's just one of those things where i was like i said i was just in denial i was like you know Mm -hmm. what they're teasing this thing the whole time. There's just only – I just – in my head, it's like there's only one way this is going to end. But I'm going to act like it's not going to happen and then it happens and boom, you're
3: – Yeah, like oh, I just... mean it's something I've feared since like the press tour, since – since Harrison Ford came out on Jimmy Kimmel dressed like a hot dog to talk about Star Wars, I was like, "They're gonna kill Han." There's no way that Her- they could get Harrison Ford to do this if they weren't gonna kill Han. And so I have been afraid and prepared for it for like a year, and I'm I still like cried like a baby like the first few times I watched it.
0: <laughs> You guys um, know that
1: face that Adam Scott makes all the time, like, with the Oaf, and he's, like, cringing his hands up, you know what I'm talking about? Like, when he saw, like, when when, when he saw the Iron Throne, like, in uh, oh, Parks and Recreation? You know that? F- yes. When that happened, he's walking on the bridge, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna do it. Oh my god, they're gonna do it! Don't do it! And I'm like, just, I'm like, just, I'm, I'm squirming in my seat. I was like, they're not gonna do it. And then when you hear that sound that goes through his chest. I was like, oh, oh no. I was like, oh, maybe it's like, he's just gonna fall over, and then they're gonna give him, like, you know, a robotic chest, <laughs> and then he fell off the thing, and I was like, oh, <clears throat> maybe they'll give him a robotic body, and then it was complete denial, even after I saw it. It was it was heartbreaking. Yeah, and-
3: yeah. it's like, you see it, and then he falls down the, the shaft, and then, like, boom the whole thing explodes and you're like there's
1: no way <laughs> you're like that's it it's just you know there's if anakin skywalker can survive lava harrison ford has to be able to save himself from an exploding planet like it just, it's gotta happen
0: you know one Yikes. of the things uh i loved about uh that whole arc was i i really liked adam driver I uh, I know there's a lot of people actually don't actually like him in that role and I'm surprised because I thought he's I I really like Adam Driver mates because I've seen him in other things like uh in the sh- in the show Girls he's in the show Girls and he's amazing in that show and, and and he's amazing in this movie I I I really enjoyed his character um Sarah what did you think of of his take on Kylo Ren and and, and his apparent struggle to to hand to you know ex- fully accept the dark side but there seems to be a hint of maybe trying to maybe turn that mm. was
2: my favorite part of the movie his arc and i thought it was the most interesting and it it's the it's the element of the story that in this film helps separate it from the others well, and man. and it, it felt it felt just enough i mean throughout the whole movie you saw all of these different homages to the original trilogy and then with and and these little twists what is that noise <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think that's not no, oh okay it was on
3: mute. i'm
2: used i'm sorry i'm used to blaming you <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway so adam driver i yeah i he, he was probably my favorite
0: um
2: yeah
0: nice um matt what did you think of uh adam driver's performance and and how he is become he's pretty much becoming a big part of this universe peter peter
1: peter <laughs> pumpkin eater uh okay let's talk about kylo ren okay uh yes sarah will said uh, his character arc was probably the best in the movie. My personal favorite. The first movie, I was like, what? <laughs> when he took off his mask, I was like, what? <laughs> excuse me? Perfectly feathered hair, excuse me? Um, and I didn't like it. I didn't like Kylo Ren the first time I watched it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I felt like his moving the helmet was just ruined the character. I liked his... Uh, the second time I watched it, I did... Kind of watch him like I thought he was a big baby. He's using his giant lightsaber to crush everything because uh, he he they, they couldn't locate the droid. Ah, we couldn't locate it. Ah, kill everything. He's uh, so
2: Anakin. No, sorry. The girl
1: got him. no, no. It's <laughs> it's true. He's very. Is. I just something about his like his character. I just I I uh, I was like, oh okay, he's like that kind of guy. He's and his line when he said. Um, the the light calls to me. Uh, I need your, uh, you know, when he's talking to the dead Vader helmet. Um, I was very uh, distracted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm distracted by that noise. Um, yeah. I didn't, I mean, my my no. okay. Sorry, no. Um, yeah, it's back on track. Okay, I I really enjoyed the second time around his character because I kind of was like, okay, I know what his face looks like. Whatever, I can take that. Can't I can't change that. But what I can change is my perspective on him. So I really enjoy his character art. It was the most interesting in the movie, uh, in my opinion. But I just I don't know, man. Like Pete, you were like really drumming him up as a super cool guy, and I gotta be the guy that says, I don't like his face. That's just what it is. <laughs> I didn't I didn't You're just I, a hater. That's what I'm, it sounds like. Maybe just cause he has a lot of hair and I don't, but I just everything up he just has his face that I'm just like, no, dude. You can't be Kylo Ren. And I realized that's kind of what they're doing. He has this very... Until they scarred it at the end, right? He has right. this very, like, pouty face. And, like, he's supposed to be, like, in a struggle. So he's, like, kind of, like, I don't know, uh, angsty. Like, maybe that's what I was kind of, like, being negative towards. Um, but it was also one scene at the end where, um, you know, I was having that big fight with uh, with Ray. And he's uh, the line when he says, uh, "You need a teacher, I, or something like that. I can be your teacher." Yep. That was a cool line, but yep. the way he said it was like bland. Does anyone else feel that way? I feel like I'm it, the only seemed, one thinks so.
2: it seemed a bit earnest, and which is surprising. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It took me out of the moment too, even though I I wanted her to say yes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I thought that, that would have be been dope. so like cool. That. It would have been like what? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that did not happen.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that, this concludes my Kylo Ren rant. It, <laughs> he's such a cool character. He's very easy to make fun of, but I his character arc is definitely the one I'm expecting to see the most in the next movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Katrina, what did you think of uh, of how his character really is going to represent that dark side uh, in the – I guess in, in that tree of the Skywalker, I guess you could say? Mm-hmm. What what do you think of of his of his take uh this new take uh, that Kylo Ren has?
3: So I I wanted to first mention this theory that's going around that I really like uh because it adds a lot of really cool depth to his character. Um so there in the uh Art of the Force Awakens there was a concept for an Anakin Force Ghost where they wanted to bring Hayden Christensen back. Uh, and then they canned it, and Kylo keeps mentioning that the light is calling to him, and he has to struggle against the light, and this person's theory was, what if uh Darth Vader isn't there to respond to him through the dark side? What if the light that's calling Kylo is Anakin, like, basically, uh, for lack of good phrasing, saying, like, hey, please don't fuck up the way I did, that's a bad idea, hey, maybe you should stop that, like... <laughs> Not exactly like that, I, but just trying like to reach his grandson with the light side of the force that he's been brought back to.
0: Interesting.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's, it, I think it's a cool theory because I've noticed everything I like about Kylo Ren is not necessarily about Kylo Ren, but the way he connects with other characters. So for,
1: well, oh, am I lagging? Or is everyone I mean, else? It,
3: like every, yeah. All of the good guys are connected to Kylo Ren in a way that, like, not all of them are connected to each other. And um, so Kylo, it's very personal with everybody. And I think that that adds that's really cool. And I'm excited to see him, hopefully, turn into something that's not like the biggest representation of like all of the internet right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, speaking of personal, it definitely got personal at least. At least from our point of view, when when we saw Ray and him fight, and and these these theories about uh, who's Ray's father, who is she related to, how is how is it that she has uh, the Force? Um, Let's let's talk real quickly a little bit about those theories, Um, Matt. What the. The theories seem – at least the main theories I seem to be reading about are it's either – she's either Luke's daughter or she is related to Ben Kenobi. Um, what what would you say – what would be maybe your guess as to who she could be more related to?
1: Um, my guess would be Luke's daughter. Um, my What I would like to hear would be Obi-Wan Kenobi's like granddaughter or somehow related to him. It would be kind of fun. So there's not really that direct lineage, you know. It's like more than just, you know, from Luke Skywalker. Or it's all, it all doesn't stem from mannequin, Pretty much is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so yeah, it'd be fun if he was. She was related to Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, but I think in, in for the general audience and for the sake of making them a storyline that crosses going to be three trilogies, it would make more sense to make her Luke's daughter. Good point,
0: um, Katrina.
3: Uh, I've always hoped that she was uh, Luke's daughter or Han and Leia's daughter, but I very highly doubt that now, unless there was even more horrible, dramatic, heartbreaking death to that relationship. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think she's Luke's. I mean, she looks she looks so much like every female Skywalker, basically. Like even going back to Shmi. So just just based on her api- appearance, I was already hoping and guessing that she was a Skywalker, and I think it, it would be really interesting to see um, two skywalkers, because this is the thing you've got to think about. Um, if you have not checked out the books, which amazing new canon, I love the new the new stories uh, a lot. Um, a couple of them, Lost Stars and, and Aftermath, have mentioned that not only was Luke Skywalker's saber or Anakin's saber circulating out there in the galaxy, Vader's was too. Um, and so what I'm hoping is that they're both Skywalkers, and Kylo ends up with Vader's sword and Ray ends up with Anakin's and they fight each other with those lightsabers.
0: Ooh, that would be fun. That would be epic. <laughs> that would be, oh, that would be amazing. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sarah, what are your thoughts? <laughs>
2: um... I, okay, coming out of the movie, my first thought was like, oh, so Rey's Luke's daughter. And Mm -hmm. the more, the more you think about that, the more I do not want it to happen because it's so Mm. predictable and it makes the universe so much smaller and only these things happen to Skywalkers in the universe. And how lame can that be? I don't know. Sorry, I'm a bit pessimistic right now. That being said, I like I th- I think that's where they're going ultimately, especially how that final scene plays out. That being said, what I want them to do and what would really make me excited to see the rest of the trilogy is if Ray's actually from the dark side and her Ooh. lineage is in the dark side. So then you have those parallels between what they've done with Kylo and what they could potentially do with Rey and that would be fascinating and such a brave move so that's what i hope they will do my money is probably still going to be on that she's luke's daughter though because that's the safest bet
0: that's an interesting theory though like she was she comes from the dark side lineage that's yeah. that would be interesting twist because like you said like he you know Kylo's, you know, he's dealing with, you know, fighting off the, you know, the good and the and the the bad and in, in, within himself. Right. So right. what a twist that would be if maybe in the second or third movie their roles were reversed, and you know, there's there's artwork out there of how they would look on opposite sides, and how crazy would that be if we actually saw that?
2: You know, and actually we could get the best of both worlds, and her. F- and her father be Luke, but her mother be from the dark side.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Dun dun dun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I really liked uh Ray's character. Um she was she was awesome. Just just really cool. Um I I bought the fight scene with her and Kylo because, you know, she She's been battling her whole life, it seemed. At least when we first meet her, you know, she's got her staff. She's, she's. It's established that she is. She's been protecting herself um, forever, just just kind of surviving, waiting for someone to come back, which they never have. Um, but it's. I really, really enjoyed uh, the way that the character was portrayed, um, and I'm really excited to see. Uh, what they do with her character going forward, especially how she's developing relationships with Finn, um, and and how their dynamic is going to work out, uh, and and let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know that that was interesting. I, I thought it was interesting how when they first met, you know, Finn's trying to drag her everywhere, and she's like, "Get off me!" and she's getting really ticked off that he's. Just... That was
1: like the best scene in the yeah, whole that, movie. It was, it was so it, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny.
0: It, it was great, and I loved how there was that moment when everything flipped and she was extending the hand to him and, and she was
1: leading. She She, was, she went in front of him.
0: Exactly. And I really, really Mm -hmm. loved that. Um, uh, Katrina, what do you think of, uh, Finn and, uh, and Finn and Ray's relationship and and where it could even go from here?
3: You know, I, I, I know a lot of people are, are shipping it. Um, but I kind of hope that they remain this kind of friendship, that they have where they're like fantastic partners and there's genuine care and love between them, but they're friends because I feel like we, I mean with Pacific Rim, we were given that kind of relationship where like they're very kindred spirits. They're almost like, you know, uh, the same person in a way they're not in Ray and Finn's dynamic. So, I would like them to just be, like, the best friends in the whole wide world and, like, maybe Finn gets, like, a hot alien girlfriend or something (laughs) um, because I I feel like that's not a very mainstream kind of relationship between male and female heroes or something, you
0: know? Nice, nice. I like that. Um,
3: Yeah. I want to do that because uh, I've had a lot of great male friends in my life who have been really incredible people.
0: Nice. I like, I like how I like how see it relates to people. That's very yeah. cool. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts?
1: Poor Finn. This guy was like, "You got a boyfriend on Jakku? You got a you got a cute boyfriend on Jakku?" Uh, seriously, one of the funniest lines he ever said in his entire acting career. comedic uh, <laughs> timing. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I I hope that they just stay friends. I'm not shipping them, but poor poor Finn his his fate in the uh friend zone was sealed with that kiss at the end on the forehead i hope you remain or we'll see each other again friend i'm like oh if you only said you're like my brother i'm like oh my god that would have been the (laughs) worst thing ever but uh yeah i think they're gonna remain friends and go on fun space adventures and, and stuff together in the next one so um chasing down that dastardly kylo ren um Yeah, I I, I don't think they're going to get together, but at least I hope not. It would be a little distracting from a really cool um, partnership uh, established in this movie.
0: Uh, Sarah?
2: I completely agree with Katrina's point about the idea that it would be really cool and again help separate itself from others if they establish this relationship that is purely platonic and it stays that way consistently and they're just best friends of the opposite sex so i'm all for that and are are we and i can also talk about the characters separately right can I? Yeah, yeah go ahead. No, you're can not allowed. Can to I? No. Shut up, Matt. Shut up, <laughs> goof. <laughs> um, so, I have problems with both of their characters. I like them both. They, they both were really entertaining. I don't believe that Finn would be as good of a character if it had not been played by John Boyega because of his yeah. charisma and charm. And then with Ray. She just, she's exactly what I wanted. Yet, watching her on screen, I'm like, why am I not more t- invested in your character? Oh, because I know you're going to be fine because you're just a badass. But I just wish there was this, this, I don't want to say it's a struggle, but because she is a fully realized stakes. character. Yeah, there was more yeah. stakes related to her. And I felt more of a connection, and just knew a little bit more about her. She, I mean, I I saw a tweet on uh, Twitter about, and it sort of related her to being the Harry Potter version <laughs> in space. And I'm like,
1: Oh my God, yep, mind blown. Yep. I That's awesome.
2: I, I know, right? I'm like, Yep, that's that's completely her. She is Harriet Potter in space. If you're um, a Jedi, the same, Ray. At the same time, the feminist in me is just like, but finally, she—we have a female character, and she's front and center, and she kicks butt, and she's the one who helps the guys get their shit done. So, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very confused, Pete.
3: <laughs> I, I think a lot of uh, to chime in on Ray because I'm obsessed with her, and I think a lot of things. That people are criticizing her for are things in in male characters that are not necessary I mean, like they're th- they're elements of characters that are made to make you admire them. And so, for my childhood, I looked up to a lot of uh, a lot of female and male characters. Like I did idolize Han Solo for pretty much the the, the course of his depth over the. Um, over the series, like he was charismatic, he was uh, he was good thinking on uh, thinking on his toes, and I wanted to be that kind of person. And if Ray was around when I was an eight year old girl, oh, absolute complete fantasy person. Yeah. Like I wanted yeah. to be her. Like that's an idolized fantasy version of what I want to be. So it's really refreshing to see that kind of character out there. Not not even only for little girls, but like for everybody to look at and be she's different but she's the same you know like to quote to quote uh mark mark hamill she's this hero is different but it's the same this is a new person but we've been here before
0: uh matt i can I can i
1: I chime in yeah i no 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 no. uh do not apologize Oh, it's (laughs) this is the fun part uh when we get to break down every single character um What I liked about Raid the most, I don't know how anyone can criticize her. Maybe there are Mm -hmm. some things that I overlooked, but I don't know how anyone can, she's a complete character. She, Mm -hmm. she's not like, uh, sometimes you see a lot of, uh, strong female characters on TV that people say, and they don't really have a lot of, uh, like, emotional range. They're just like badass and Amazonian girl who kicks ass like a, like a boy. Um, she didn't say, Oh, I can fly this ship because I'm a girl and girls can do anything. No, she was like, no, I know all this shit because I'm a junker and I'm like super badass, and I don't need guys saving me. But she never said that outright. Um, uh, Going back to, we were talking about the scene on Jakku where they were like, uh, she was like, why are you holding my hand? This and that. Uh, The scene where uh, Finn was like watching her almost get kidnapped. um, I was waiting for him to jump in and save her, but he didn't. And I think that was the best part of the whole movie. That's, that scene it kind of explains her character the most um uh, but there are sides she's not just complete badass you know like she when she picks up the lightsaber and she sees like you know the the scenes and like uh, the dream sequence she runs from that she runs from her destiny she's scared she's uh she's like oh shit i need to go back to Jakku. my family's gonna be waiting for me you know when uh han solo tries to you know give her a job so to speak and uh you know mm-hmm. she she has a range of emotion. She was happy that she was on the fucking Millennium Falcon and jumping up and down with with Finn. Like, oh my god, I can't believe we did that! I totally flew this upside down and you shot it. It was so cool. And I think seeing her range of emotions was the most surprising part of her character. She wasn't like mm-hmm. the femme fatale. She wasn't the uh, the princess in needs of saving. A lot of these like flat female characters that we see on tv and movies all, all the time she was like all of them and none of them at the same time so I think that's that's my two cents yay
0: nice. <laughs> nice um yeah i i uh i enjoyed the right character I, I just like i said i well i went into it i won't i won't re i won't be repetitive so um why am i drawing a blank here uh, oh that's what i want to ask so you know with the introduction of the new characters uh there's not a whole lot of room for people we used to see, like Chewie and Leia, and and you know Han probably had the most screen time out of everyone that was from the original trilogy. Um, Sarah, did you, did you did that matter to you? Did you want to see more of characters you hadn't seen a lot? I mean, we didn't even get C three PO towards the end till, towards the end of the movie. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Huh, I actually wanted less of Han Solo. <laughs> because I'm going to say that. Pardon? I know, I know. Well, I should have. I, I should've, should've,
3: You don't have to deal with him for two more movies. No, it,
2: well, I should have prefaced it and started by saying to help the new characters and to really <laughs> understand them and to give their... More stakes to their story arcs. I thought it would have been better. Like, like the death scene has so much... It, it's such a climactic... It's such a pivotal moment in terms of Kylo's character. Yet, we spend all this time with Han Solo only for him to die in that scene. Couldn't you have put some of those minutes back over to Kylo and really made us get more involved with his character because we're going to see him for potentially the next two movies. That's all I'm saying. I understand why they did the other version. It's just for my preference and having not as much investment in the original trilogy. That's all I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, Katrina. Uh,
3: oh, I'm sorry. Can we repeat the question?
0: I oh, got sure. A um, did you... Did you um were you happy with the amount of screen time that a lot of the original cast members got, or would you have preferred to see a little bit more than like Chewie and Leia and, and even like, um,
3: yeah, I, I honestly, I, I know that they, they had that little screen time for a reason. Uh, but I would, I mean, everybody wants to see more of them. Like I want to see the inner workings of what Leia is doing. You know, we got a little taste of it in the the junior reader about uh, where she was. That was actually a callback to another story um and so yeah i would have liked to spend spend a little more time with them but we we spent a lot of time with han and i think that uh as far as the older characters go they are now there for our heroes to learn from they are the life lessons they are the mentors so i don't think that we're going to get any less of leia and luke especially in the coming movies we can expect Hopefully a lot of Luke. Um and uh and, and more more Leia. I'm excited to see the twins reunite. Like I'm I I hope that happens because Lord knows Han and Luke didn't get that chance. Um and my cat just knocked down two plants. Um, <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay.
3: So I, I'm excited to see the two of them uh hang out again um and to see what happens with the force when so many Skywalkers are active in the galaxy because usually there are not this many hanging
0: around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on, uh, on that? Um, It's, it seemed like right out
1: the gate, they wanted to kill off Han Solo, but they needed enough scenes um, for Harrison Ford to be in for, us to not be like, oh, they just killed him off like haphazardly. You know, they needed us like, we needed scenes with him, you know, to say goodbye to the character, so to speak, um, Mm -hmm. before he died, (laughs) I guess. But, I don't know. I guess um, in terms of like Luke and Leia, maybe it'll focus more on them. Like what you guys said about being mentors. Um, I would really like to see a lot of Luke Skywalker, uh, a really cool like Dagobah kind of scene. Um the the next episode would be perfect um with 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 him and Ray. I'm assuming you guys know that, but uh <laughs> uh could put that together. Um yeah. I, I guess yeah, like it, it I did kind of feel like uh I wanted to see more of Finn and Ray. Um just because they they seem to be platooning as the main protagonists of the movies, maybe more so Ray than than um than Finn, but um I would like to see them in like kind of like a teacher like a mentor role. I think it'd be really fun. I don't want to see them go away or have even less scenes. Like Carrie Fisher was in the movie for like 5 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I think, you know, like I said in the beginning, I one of the things I loved was how they they did pay respects to a lot of uh, the original movies, uh but still opened the paved the way for for what's to come. And, and I think that you do that with balance. Um, no pun intended. Uh, but you know, we are going to see more of Luke and Leia. I think we just, we have to, it's, it, they, they're going to be a part of the story as the next two trilogies move on. And, uh, and it's, it's important to see them, but at the same time, we got to get Finn and Rey's story going. We got to get, uh, we got to see more of Kylo Ren. We've, and it's all going to just mesh together. And that's one of the things I always loved about the original trilogies. Um, how, everything all kind of came together at the end in some form or another uh and it was all resolved at, in some way um so yeah I, I think as you can hear from us uh for the most part we enjo- we all enjoyed it um and it was uh it was just good to see a star wars movie on the big screen again now one more question i wanted to ask you guys um before we before we end the star wars talk um there's recently been star wars fans petitioning to have george lucas come back and direct episode eight, even though they already have a director. Now it could mean absolutely nothing that what they're doing, but it's interesting that there's a lot of fans coming out and, and petitioning to have George Lucas come back. Uh, Katrina, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, I have very mixed opinions on George Lucas's recent behavior. So I, um, I think first off, I think I'm really excited about Ryan Johnson. I have loved his work for years years and years and years. And he's so weird. It's going to be interesting to see what, what he brings to a star Wars film. So I'm hyped about that. I don't think we need George Lucas. It's, it's like these people are, these are the, these are the same people that go around, like complaining about the prequels going Jar -jar," and all this stuff. And they're being like drama Queens about it. And uh, again, I'm not a prequel apologist, but like, calm down people. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and so these were the same people who were complaining about that back then, and then shitting on George Lucas and like causing documentaries to have to be made about how much people hate george lucas and now they're 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 creating these petitions and it's it's just like i I don't think it has any fire under it in the first place, and I think that 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 guy needs to go he's happy retiring, he's happy making the movies he wants to make like why would you ask him to go back to something that he said he doesn't want to do anymore like let the guy live.
0: <laughs> Agreed. I totally agree. Um, Matt?
1: Um, I didn't really hear too much chatter about what he was saying. Um, wait, are we talking about George Lucas's, like, uh, remark oh, about the, the first movie? Oh, to bring movie? him back.
0: No, no, they, there was a petition, there was a petition, like... That oh, to bring him want, back. Like, bring him back, yeah. Right, maybe? right, right,
1: right. I read about that. Um, yeah, it, it's a little, I guess, maybe, well, before when I said this movie brought the fan base together i guess it really didn't completely when i read that uh (laughs) later uh i was like wow people want him back i mean i i understand why i didn't get a chance to read the actual petition and the reasons why but um you know some people really enjoyed what he brought to the to the table i mean he created the real thing but i think completely taking him out of the picture might have been hasty so um like they're not preventing him from like uh cooperating are they or or i don't know the logistics of that can someone demystify um. that no is he like
0: well i guess. was or... like katrina you said that he's just done right he's
3: yeah he's he's making other movies now he's
0: working know, on like he's other... washing
1: his hands of it is that what it is
3: yeah he's just like that i mean that's that was the whole point of him selling it like he didn't want to work on that stuff anymore like he 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 wanted to like not retire, retire, but, like, retire from Star Wars.
1: Okay, see, I didn't I didn't realize that. I thought it was kind of, like, taken from him in that in that sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, fans are always going to make their voices known, whether it's in a petition or a call to action on Twitter or something like that. But, um, I don't know, I, I guess, I don't think he's going to be in, like, I don't think he. this is going to bring him back to be involved in Star Wars. I think he's pretty much done with it. In that sense, then. Um, did anyone watch the movie that he made? I forgot what it was called. It was another creature kind of movie. What was it called again? Yeah. Uh, it looked pretty cool. The visuals was pretty. I it was like a fairy it. kind of thing. But, um, I think there
3: is an article about a trailer for it, and I still can't remember the name. Um, oh, I
1: thought it came out already. Okay, never mind. I must be confused.
3: Oh, uh, it was a while ago that I wrote that article. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I know which one you're talking about. The animated film with uh, the music right. bully. Yeah.
1: Right, right. But uh yeah, just leave him alone. And mm-hmm. if he talks about it, then great. If he
0: doesn't, then
1: you know, he is moving on creatively. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. Um Sarah, last comments on that.
2: Does he want to come back?
0: No no no, he's done. He's done. Oh this well. Is more, about, he's, the if, this is more well, about the fans. Well if he's fans. done
2: yeah, but the fans are starting a position to bring him back, but it's really his choice in a sense.
0: I mean, he has to want
2: to come back.
0: Yeah, and that's not the case. Yeah, so, so
2: I it's it's uh, good for them. They started a petition, it's not going to go
0: anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what's going to happen. Um, but getting back to what we were saying, uh I I love the Star of the Force Awakens. I think we can all agree to. Uh, we're looking forward to the next couple movies, this new trilogy, mm-hmm. and and it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so that'll do our force do it for our Force Awakens stock. Um, we're going to wrap up here with our classic movie picks for this week. Um, Matt, why don't you kick things off for us?
1: Um, so again, I'm breaking the rules. Uh, I'm not going to be <gasps> no, plugging a classic oh movie show. I know it's like the first episode, <laughs> and I should play with the rules. But I am um, because it's super cool. Uh, This past week, I know, uh, hopefully Casey gets to put this up tomorrow so you guys can watch the finale. But um, there's this whole week-long video game um, marathon called Awesome Games Done Quick 2016. It's where they raise money uh, twice a year from the group from um, Speed Demos Archives. People who essentially play video games uh, for charity. Um, and then every winter around January, they help support the Prevent Cancer Foundation, a very credible um, nonprofit organization that they are supporting. Um, and it's super fun because you get to you know donate. Um, other people get involved. Like if you buy like, from certain vendors online, portions of the proceeds go to the event. Uh, you can buy some super awesome T-shirts. But the most important part is people play video games nonstop for a week. And uh, you can check in any time uh shout them out their uh home website is com. you can go and donate there uh learn more information about uh where your money's going towards and this and that so uh again it's called awesome games done quick 2016 and it's video game related which is stuff that i do sometimes not just watch movies and tv so yay
0: thank you matt um sarah
2: this isn't a classic, but it's the only thing that I can think of at the moment. But you guys, if if you're interested in documentaries and just this idea of constructing a narrative, I highly recommend Making a Murderer. It's on Netflix, and it just dropped in December. I'm writing a few pieces for GWW right now on it. And it's just, it's really interesting how the editors and the producers of this documentary created this narrative that has sparked such a debate about this case and everything that's happened since then. And I don't even remember hearing that much advertisement or, or like any, anything um, pre them just dropping this in December, when Star Wars was going on, and the next thing I know, all I see are is on Twitter is people talking about it. But it's a really good show, and um, soon you'll hear what I think about it in full
3: detail.
0: <laughs> um, Katrina, since you're our guest, uh, first time, well, what do you got for us?
3: Uh, so I was thinking of a classic. I, I think I might. Recommend a classic science fiction film, even though we are talking about a space opera. And that is different. Um, But I am feeling in a a very... uh, It's not super classic. I mean, it it came out in the year of my birth, 1988. And uh, it's called They Live. uh, And I love cheesy, alien, crazy, zombie, nutso films. And it's one of those sorts of science fiction films where things are a little campy, but
0: they're so exciting to watch so i guess that's mine cool well thank you for that katrina
2: um
0: <laughs> i and i was gonna have one but sarah stole mine so dang it uh you don't have recommend
2: a back jessica one? jones
0: yeah go watch <laughs> jessica jones There. <laughs> great show yes great show um but yeah i was totally gonna uh, uh recommend that but um Actually, I was going to recommend a a podcast, another another podcast. It's actually called Serial. Um if you like Making a Murderer, you'll like Serial because it's very similar and that they follow a case that happened a long time ago and it's just go just go look it up. Download Serial season 1, believe me, you're going to get hooked uh, after listening to the first episode, so When
1: when you and your wife were talking, my sister were talking about that at the holiday party. I had no, <laughs> no idea. we just kept saying cereal, cereal, cereal. And I'm like, what? What? Cereal is awesome, I guess? <laughs> and then he started, yeah, so did you think he killed him? And I was like, oh, what? Part of it was cereal? Was it spoon related? So, yeah, cereal, S E R. I-A-L, I'm guessing, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, that, correct. that is not correct. Not with
0: milk. Um, no. <laughs> with, with murder. With, with no milk. With murder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's my, that I guess that's my pick for this week um, since Sarah took Making a to Murder. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for our show this week. Uh, before we leave, we will have everyone let you know where they can find everybody at. Katrina, let our listeners know, know where they can uh, contact you or check out all your uh, awesome work at. Did, yep. did, did we lose <laughs> Katrina? You're you
3: looking know? for it right now. Oh, there I am. Sorry. Uh, my internet okay. died for two seconds. Hello.
0: <laughs> um, Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you at on uh, and, and anywhere on the internet?
3: Anywhere on the internet. You can Google O-Katrina, O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A, and some kind of me will pop up, um, and it will be child safe. It's going to be great. Um, you can find my work over on O-Katrina.com, you can check out moviepilot.com slash Katrina uh, and also find my articles on fangirlnextdoor.com. and I'm also on YouTube, also oh, Katrina. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> oh, well, it was great having you on, Katrina. Uh, we hope we'd have you again on some time in the future. Um, yes. Uh, Sarah, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you at?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at S-J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T and you can find me on G-W-W dot com on both the Two Guys, a Girl on the Scene podcast and the Netflix Screw
0: podcast. Awesome. Uh, Matt? You can find me um,
1: uh, digging my own grave and putting my own foot in my mouth on Twitter <laughs> at I'm Salzy Z Y. Please All read right. that timeline to understand that joke.
0: <laughs> nice, very good. Uh, you can find me at pacingpete on Twitter. You can find us at CenaNerd on Twitter. We're on Facebook, iTunes. Uh, go to thegww.com dot if you want to find more of our content. Just check us out under podcasts. We will be there. All right. Well, uh, it's it's good to be back, and we will be back again next week. So until next week, you have a DVR. Use it um happy new year everyone and go check us out on facebook
1: you're welcome hey Pete, we remember when we first started this and it was just like me you casey and henry in his garage yeah <laughs> and now it's like we've expanded from just a bunch of dudes in a microphone <laughs> that's what i always Yay. wanted that's what i always
0: wanted though so i'm happy.